0: Coastal and ULM move on. Marshall coming in with a big chip on their shoulders. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Dave Schultz back on Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Sunbelt Conference Softball Tournament is underway. We'll get to that here in a moment. And then at the end, we will talk. Marshall is not happy about, or I should say the Marshall fans, what I saw on Twitter. I I actually did see Megan Smith lying yesterday, thanking her for coming on the show. And it should be noted that that uh, show was recorded before any of the Sunbelt postseason awards or awards for the regular season uh, were announced. So they're coming in with a chip on their shoulder. The Marshall fan base was not happy. We will get to that. All right. Meanwhile, um, what is planning on being a very long tournament, and I'll say this, recording this on Wednesday night, 9.32 Central Time, we'll see when the Raging Cages play their first game. They are not slated to play until 7 p.m., On Thursday, which is fine, but they have three games in advance. There's supposed to be rain all day. It feels like the rain follows the Sun Belt wherever it goes. One year, it almost got rained out. And I have to remember, was that an app? I have to remember where that was. I think it was an app. They did as best as they could. They were playing at multiple places. I don't think it was an app. I forget where it was, but this is baseball. This is a while ago. And what would have been 14, 15, 16, 17, maybe? Does that make sense? They're trying to find a place, and, and, and what can you do when it's all rained out and you can't get the to grasp you know, can't dry the field. So uh it is uh, what it is. Uh so we'll see what happens if the Cajuns even play on Thursday, or what is there? A time is there a drop dot drop dot drop dead time when they have to play by. We'll see. Hopefully it all gets in. We had a little delay today, or a little delay on uh, on Wednesday. Some of that was the first game. Coastal Carolina and Southern Miss played a whale of a first game. I don't think they had any weather in their ball game. I was doing my radio show here locally in Lafayette on 103.3. Ah, uh, the goat. Be sure to download the 1033 The Goat app. Uh, but this game was back and forth. And following it while I was doing my show, Southern Miss takes a one nothing lead in the fourth. Coastal Carolina ties things up in the seventh. So we go to extra innings. Already, we're pushing the second game back with extra innings. Now Southern Miss had a chance to win it in the eighth. Came up empty. They had a couple of on with two out. Couldn't push any across. Southern Miss does push one across in the tenth, only to see let me see here. Delaney Keith hit a three run home run in the bottom of the 10th. So Southern Miss was the, the lowest seeded team. They were 10th. Coastal Carolina was seventh, uh, basically the highest seeded team to play in uh, the first round, if you will. And they come away with a four to two victory. Chanticleers move on on a three run home run in the bottom half of the 10th inning after falling behind two to one in the top half of. Uh, the 10th inning, I will say uh, there was only one out. So, and obviously two on. So a base hit would have tied it up. Extra base hit may have won it. She got a home run. So uh, congratulations to Coastal Carolina taking down Southern Miss Coastal Carolina now moves on to face Marshall because they're the number two seed. Again, Megan Smithline said, we all knew that it was uh, separated by divisions with uh, uh, the West getting one top seed. And uh, the East getting another top seed. When she says we, meant the coaches or the players, not the media. Not that that matters. But we're just saying, now Coastal will play Marshall. Let me see if I got the, uh, I had it up here. Sunbelt Conference Tournament. Need the brackets. Sorry about this. I had it up there and it uh, came down. All right, so Coastal beats Southern Miss. They will play Marshall scheduled for 1 p.m. Central Time on Thursday today. All right, so a nice job by uh, Coastal to hang in there. Actually, some good pitching uh, in this ball game. Quickly uh, going over. It, let me see the stats. Coastal Carolina uh, Brabham gave up one run on four hits in four innings, four walks, and is it Nicolette Picone? Six innings, strikes out nine. Gives up one run on five hits, the run in the top of the 10th. And she ends up being uh, the winning uh, pitcher. On the other side, I mean, Southern Miss almost pitches as well, right? Uh, stock went the distance, uh, giving up only the one run in eight innings of work. In fact, nine innings of work before she gives up a three-run home run. She threw 133 pitches, uh, nine and a third innings. You know, seven hits doesn't sound like a whole lot. Three of them came in, I think, in the uh, tenth. Uh, four runs, all earned, three walks, five strikeouts. She did throw a wild pitch and a hit batsman. Uh, so, uh, Coastal Carolina with a four to two win over Southern Miss. All right, we will get to uh, the ULM ball game uh, also in the morning. Is this? Uh, hold on a second. Let me get the uh, brackets out. Yeah. So, in the morning, first game is going to be a South Alabama taking on James Madison. So South Alabama finishing second to the Cajuns in the West. They're the number three seed going up against the number six seed, James Madison. That will be first thing in the morning at 10 a.m. weather permitted. Okay. Uh, So hopefully that will get done. And then Marshall will take on coastal uh, at 1 p.m. I don't think three hours is that big a deal. Also, the grass, the turf—it's it's all turf, I think. All right, so there's dirt. It is dirt. It is not a turf field. There, there is—I think they—they they, is dirt. It is dirt compared to the baseball field here, where the only dirt is the only dirt is on the mound. So I think the softball field is the softball field is definitely dirt. I walked across it, walked across it during senior day, so it's definitely dirt. But I don't think it's grass. I think it's turf. All right. Uh, I will confirm that. Well, I guess I confirm it on the computer, but I will confirm it for tomorrow. So, anyways, South Alabama is playing James Madison at, at 10 a.m., and Marshall taking on Coastal Carolina at one. All right. We'll get to the next game, but maybe the third segment is going to be the more interesting, the most interesting one, uh, because Marshall is coming in with what is now a big chip on uh, their shoulders. All right. But first, where are we? All right, there we are. Let me tell you a little bit about Built Bar. So today, a little bit different, not helping me with my weight. Today was, I'm doing this thing on the radio show, uh, Lafayette Pizza Wars. So we're trying to taste local pizzas. So I didn't have my Built Bars today because, well, I was full on pizza. But they will help me lose the weight later on because they taste good. I got the churros. I, lo- I love them. All right. I, in fact, because I love them so much, I ate one of the boxes last week, which were meant for this week. So I have like half a box left. So I'm like down one and a half boxes heading into this tournament. So I actually need to go get more boxes of built because I do enjoy them. Are you looking for a delicious snack, but don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need the best tasting protein bar ever built. You do have to try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but don't want to compromise on taste, then I got the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. They taste so amazing, you won't think they're good for you. You got to try them. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Bilt.com, and now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get your specialty flavors at Built.com, That's right, head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built. You can pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate bar or coconut puffs, or if you're close to Sam's and that's where I go, Run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, Brownie Batter Puff and Churro Puff. You can thank me later. The Churro Puff, I like uh, the Churro Puff. has cinnamon. It tastes like a churro. It's got a little bit of sweetness uh, in it. Okay. Uh, Dave Schultz back on Locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. We will get to the Marshall chip on their shoulder a little bit later on. R- quickly... Recapping uh, the second game, we told you Coastal Carolina with a dramatic 4-2 to win over Southern Miss, a three-run home run in the bottom of the 10th. ULM and Georgia State both went um, another dramatic ending with Georgia State three runs in the, I'm sorry, ULM, sorry. ULM three runs in the bottom of the sixth to defeat Georgia State 4-1. Uh, to one. It should be noted, uh, ULM was Justin Lafayette. ULM just played in Lafayette Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Thinking they may stick around to save the hassle from going back and forth, but uh, Molly Fitchner, their uh, head coach, said, yeah, it's only a few hours away, so not that big a deal. We got to practice on our own field and came back. Because otherwise, what they coming back went on Saturday. So maybe they practiced Monday and Tuesday and came back down today. I guess you could do that. Yeah, they could show a little show and go. Uh, or maybe they... I guess they could have practiced Sunday and Monday and come back down Monday evening. I guess. Who knows? Uh, but nonetheless, uh, they have, you know, they are very used to playing on this field, or at least certainly recently, uh, they were swept by the Cajuns. Uh, but ULM, the eighth seed, comes away with a dramatic four to one win over Georgia State. Let's go over the bottom of the sixth really quickly. It did get away. Uh, from a Georgia State uh, Bacon with a, a sinking line drive that got past the Georgia State center fielder for a triple. Then it was a line out to short, and then a bunt that was a really good bunt to get a runner to first base, but not to get the runner home from third. So it was runners on at first and third. Then there was another bunt, and that was able to get the go-ahead run home. And then I think there was a fielder's choice or error. And uh, more insurance runs uh, came home. It was a four to one victory for ULM. All right. So now what does ULM do trying to play the Cajuns who they just lost to in three separate ball games? I'll say the Friday night game was the closest one. Megan Shortman, it was a five to one ball game. The bats were not there. Now, uh, I, well, that would be the Thursday game. They played Thursday, Friday said. So Thursday, um, it was a closer ball game. Friday uh, or Saturday was a bit of more of a blowout, and so was uh, Saturday. Carly Heath hits a grand slam, and they end up uh, run ruling uh, ULM uh, in in the fifth. And if you're ULM, I mean, they say they got nothing to lose; they really don't. All right, I mean, the Cajuns are favored; they probably will win this game, and they probably will win this tournament. But if you're Molly Fitchner and you're the ULM Warhawks, I mean. Let's see if we can wreck it, right? See if you can wreck, you know, the, the, the season. Well, not the season, but the weekend for the Raising Cajuns. Let's not have them, you know, coronate through us, so to speak. So that would be the attitude that I would have. Uh, they know the Cajuns are really good, all right? And it will be a tall task to play in front of, you know, what probably will be, weather permitting, 3,000 fans, which is a big crowd for softball. Could be more, depending on, um, you know, if everybody shows up due to what may be a uh, difficult uh, weather conditions. So, so you do have, uh, so now tomorrow or today is set. We mentioned in the morning, South Alabama will play James Madison at 10. The next game is Marshall against coastal Carolina. Big matchup is Troy versus Texas state. And then the Cajuns are scheduled to play ULM and, uh, at seven, all right. So these games, I will have three hours in between them. Now that should be enough if they are seven inning ball games, and there's no weather delay. All right, the first game went ten innings, so that's going to be in at least another half an hour, if not hour, and, and that push everything back. Uh, and then there was a small rain delay in the second game, but it did not last very long. There was one bolt of lightning. You got to wait a half an hour, and that's all they waited. So we'll see what happens today. But again, South Alabama against James Madison, Marshall against Coastal, Troy versus Texas State, and Louisiana against ULM. You remember, and we're going to get to this next, Jerry Glasgow was much more concerned with Troy and Texas State than if they end up playing Marshall. Now, it is interesting just the way it breaks down and the way the brackets are, right? Louisiana doesn't have to play Troy and or Texas State. And they don't have to play... Uh, Marshall and South Alabama. They get to play one or the other. So it may not be easy, right? I mean, most likely, I guess in this case, it may not matter, Troy or Texas State, But if you get to the championship game, you're not playing, you know, you don't have you avoid playing both Marshall and South Alabama. You have to play one of them most likely. Okay. Now, having said that, let's take a timeout and we'll be back and we will talk about the chip on Marshall's shoulders because the herd fans on social media, not happy about what happened with these postseason awards. Okay. Uh, or the regular season awards, you know, the awards that come out in the postseason. you guys know what I'm talking about. All right. Meanwhile, I want to continue to thank you for uh, supporting lockdown Sunbelt. It is appreciative. We're looking forward to having this tournament here in Lafayette. Again, if you are at the ball bar, come, Looking for me during the day, Thursday and Friday. Well, Thursday, I'll be inside the radio booth, the visiting radio booth. And Friday, they're kicking me out of the visiting radio booth to put me on the side of the um, of the press box because uh, the teams have to use it. So uh, it is what it is. But come by and say hello. Uh, we'd love to have you. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Don't forget about the audio. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, iHeart, wherever you get your uh, podcast from, just search Locked On and please download uh, and, uh, and subscribe to the podcast. Also in Apple Podcasts, if you could rate and review it, that would be great. That would be appreciative. All right. Uh, we continue to grow by leaps and bounds again. What do I say? What do I got? 175 more subscribers in the last... 10 weeks than I had before, you know, before that. So it's really grown since the end of February, which is a little bit strange. So uh, usually it grows a lot in football, but um, it's been growing now with basketball, uh, spring football, and a little baseball, and now softball, all right? So again, thank you very much for uh, tuning in to Locked on Sunbelt. Let's get back to it. Okay, let me see if I can find this, the, uh, it is Locked on Belt. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Your team every day. And so, if this is difficult. This this part's going to be a little bit difficult. Because if you do say someone should have won a postseason award or should not have, that means you're taking it away from somebody else. And that's not the point of this. The point of this is Marshall's going to have a chance to prove it. All right? That's the point. Okay? Because Marshall comes in. I think they'll come in with the most wins in the, in the, in the league. The Cajuns had 43 wins. So do Marshall. Okay. Marshall's 43 and nine Cajuns uh, 43 and 13. One had a a top like five schedule in the nation. One didn't. All right. So, but nonetheless, 43 wins is a lot of wins. Okay. Uh, Next up was South Alabama with 38. Okay. But here's the problem that Marshall fans had with the Sundell postseason awards, they didn't win any, at least not the big ones. The player of the year, the pitcher of the year, and the coach of the year. You set a school record with 43 wins, you come up short. Becky Clark from South Alabama one coach of the year. They finished second to the Cajuns in the West, getting swept by the Cajuns, but they finished second to the Cajuns in the West. Autumn Owen won the Triple Crown. She hit over 450, 19 home runs, 70 RBI. Carly Heath, who's an outfielder and a pitcher, was player of the year. For the Cajuns. Sydney Nestor, Led the league in wins, ERA, and strikeouts. Olivia Lackey was the pitcher of the year from South Alabama. So Marshall has this phenomenal season. School record 43 wins. Autumn Owen wins triple crown on the hitting side. The uh, pitcher Sidney Lester wins triple crown on the pitching side. And they came up goose egg in the big three awards. They did win a Sidney Bickel did win a newcomer of the year. So that's nice. All right. So that's a nice award. All right. My Davis won freshman of the year. So they got a transfer portal um, award. All right. Uh, that's fine. Okay. Let me see. The first team did include a Sydney Nestor. It included Autumn Owen. It included Alex Coleman and Grace uh, Chaleman. All right, I per, uh, apologize if I'm not pronouncing that. Okay. So they were not, I'm telling you, go on Twitter, and they were not happy with that result at all. So Marshall, at least our fans are, also, I mean, I, I don't know if it's a cheap shot or not, you know, the, the Thundering Herd were practicing in the Cajuns indoor facility. Just to let people know, this indoor facility is at least a decade old. This indoor facility was here when I got here in 2013. It's a pretty nice indoor facility. This is a group of five school, all right? You know who just got an indoor facility? The University of Miami. And you know what it was the first time around? It was like 70 yards. They didn't even finish the facility. Now it's finished now. All right, now it's finished now. Now it's like over 100 yards. They can play a football, a whole football scrimmage. in there. Can you imagine the University of Miami not having a full 100-yard field? Or as it turns out, 120-yard field. All right, and so that's what they were practicing in. They have these indoor batting cages with netting. I presume that's what all these peak places have, all right? You know who also just got an indoor facility? The University of Florida, football-wise, all right? That's what they're practicing in. And someone tweeted out it did not look like, you know, but I don't know. They looked like that the cage, the, they were making the Marshall Thundering herd practice in a barn. I don't know where they thought they were gonna be practicing. How, how many places have more than one softball facility? It's right next to the it's right next to the softball field. It's perfect. All right. Probably the hotels across the street. Could walk if you wanted to. And You know, come down and you get some swings in. All right? I didn't see any of the players complaining. I happened to walk in while they were practicing. So, it doesn't feel like Marshall fans are all that happy right now. All right. So, here's the deal. Go prove it. Step up. All right? You have Coastal today. All right? Then you're going to take on South Alabama. They won Coach of the Year. Then, if you get that far, you might be taking on the Cajuns if they reach the championship game and they have the player of the year and the freshman of the year. Here's your opportunity to put up. All right. There were a lot of people that were not happy and I don't really blame them. If the roles were reversed, if the Cajuns had that kind of year and and someone else won the awards, I do not blame the Marshall Thundering Herd fans, specifically the fans. I did not. Again, I talked to the coach for a minute and a half. She was very nice. Um, about, I, I didn't even talk about the awards. We just were talking about coming her her coming on the show and me actually talking to Yvette Girard on my show. So it, it, no one seemed to have any concerns when I was walking by. All right, So I can understand the fans' frustration when how do you lose player of the year when you have a triple crown winner? How do you lose pitcher of the year when you have a triple crown winner? And how, how did you not win coach of the year when you set a school record 43 wins? Schedule probably has something to do with it. Uh, at least from the coaching point of view. But boy, the players, I can understand their frustration. I really do. Having said that, win it. Come in here, prove the point. You have the best pitcher in the league. You have the best player in the league. Win the tournament. That's it, right? That's what you got to do. So we'll see if they can do that. Won't be easy, right? It's not going to be easy. Coastal has certainly a little bit of momentum on their side. They're their first game. And then if they got past Coastal, and South Alabama gets past James Madison. That will be the first matchup on Friday. And then they will probably have to take on the Cajuns. Should the Cajuns get past ULM and Texas State or Troy. So I think the Cajuns will get past ULM. where they get past Texas State or Troy remains to be seen. Again, so the Cajuns have won 81 straight Sunbelt Conference series. It's not always sweeps. They don't win every game. Troy beat them in the first game this year. In the series, they came back to win the last two. So they're really tough. They're a great team. They're not undefeated. All right. They can be beat. We'll see what happens. All right. Um, let's take a time out. Well, no, no that's it. That's the show. <laughs> I got distracted. I got a text. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I want to thank you very much for tuning in to uh, Lockdown Sunbelt. Uh, I'm your host, Dave Schultz. We'll be here at the Sunbelt Conference Tournament Uh, throughout the week and we'll be recapping it and we'll see what other stories we can get for you uh, as well again thanks so much have a great day and if you are here and coming to Lampson Park here in Lafayette be sure to say hi once again thanks so much for tuning in to Lockdown Sunbelt your team every day